Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you, friends. This is Brad Zockel, and we are on the Questions About Heaven podcast. I really appreciate you being with me. Thank you so much for joining me here. I really am excited as I talk to you from upcountry South Carolina in our farmhouse. And I'm really, really, really uh, just very, very seriously digging into this the wonders of the book of Revelation. We've been talking about that. I'm back into the verse-by-verse walkthrough in the book of Revelation, and I really appreciate the fact that you've been praying for me, and I've been able to talk with many of my good friends that are listening to this right now on our afternoon um, Heaven Tour YouTube Live class. Right now we're meeting at noon, and I'm trying to have some evening times of live classes, and we're working that out right now, and we're getting into that. And also in the morning time, 8.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. I'm on TikTok Live, and boy, has that been something else. Really had a lot of questions there. And so thank you, and I appreciate your patience as I try to answer the questions that come in. I know I'm backlogged. We have a staff of one here, so uh, doing the best I can. But also, as I get into our talk on Revelation, we see some very, very powerful, powerful truths that can apply to us now, even though these things speak of the future from a man who's writing in the past. So let's look at this. Remember, Revelation, the Greek word, the Koine Greek, the New Testament, the New Testament was written in Koine Greek. The Greek word for the book of Revelation is apocalypsis, which really means the unveiling. Open up and see what's inside. Open up the treasure chest, see the treasure. We'll pull back the curtain and see the play. Apocalypse. What are we unveiling? Well, it's Jesus Christ. You can find that in the first chapter. John is writing this. It's going to be about uh, 92 to 93 AD. John is writing this. And he receives a vision of Jesus Christ and of heaven. He writes about this. And these 22 chapters can change the world as they are applied. Wonderful, wonderful truths here. And we have been going through this really just verse by verse all the way through. And I continue on. We went to chapter 8, and I finished up the uh, third verse. And so I'm going to start on the, uh, well, we're really, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to start reading from the first verse and go through, and then I'll stop and we'll move through as best we can in the time allotted in this podcast. This is Revelation chapter 8. John is writing, we're in the seventh seal. There are three levels of, of judgments, seal judgments, and then trumpet judgments, and then finally bold judgments. This is the final seal judgment. When he opened the seventh seal, this would be Jesus that John's talking about. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Then I saw the seven angels who stand in the presence of God. Seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel with a golden incense burner came and stood at the altar He was given a large amount of incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up in the presence of God from the angel's hand. 
The angel took the incense burner, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it to the earth. There were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. That takes us down through uh, verse 6 of chapter 8. Let's see how we do as we're going through this, all right? We're looking at chapter 8. Chapter 1 was the introduction, I mean, who is Jesus? Chapter 2 and 3, well, who's he talking to? And there are seven churches there who he's talking to, chapter 2 and 3. Then in chapter 4, we go into the future. It's known as the meta-talta section. Uh, Meta after and talta this or these things. And that takes us all the way through to the end of the book, chapter 22. Specifically, we will see in there This is the future now, but then the future on earth, the judgments will start in chapter 6 and go all the way to chapter 19. Chapter 19 will be the introduction of the uh, description of Armageddon and the battle, the narrative of the battle of Armageddon, and then the following, chapter 20, will be the millennial kingdom that will then end up in a final grand battle which will then introduce Revelation chapter 21 and 22, which is the new heavens and the new earth. But for right now, the judgments are increasing in intensity. The other angel having a golden censer. I'm going to start with verse uh, 3 in Revelation chapter 8. We see this uh, as we, we look down here, that this angel is given the right to take a golden censer. All right? And when we see this... When you look in the Bible, you'll see many times as we go through that prayer is equated to uh, uh, incense. When you see incense, such as Noah is offering up after the flood, he's offering up the incense, it's almost as if he's offering up prayers and God is pleased with that. The direction up there, and we see this so many times. We see that through the Bible, and it's talking about how God is pleased with our prayers as he was in the incense that came from Noah. So what happens is we can look at this and see that prayer is what is instigating this judgment here. The prayers of the people of God around the world, across the ages, that are saying, Lord, when will you institute justice? And it looks like it's the answers here, all right? It's going there. We continue to pray this. Even I mean, think about it. We have prayed, if nothing else, we will pray this, Matthew chapter 6, as we follow, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We want to see this. And then in the prayer at the end, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 20 says, even so, come, Lord Jesus. We want you to come, Lord, institute, you know, be the just God. Pull the punishment upon the ones that would fight you but show mercy and uh, and love to those who have followed you. Lord, bring all things to right. That's what righteousness really means. It's basically, we've talked about this before, the definition is the way things should have been in the first place, and that's what's happening here. So the prayers of the saints, as it says, takes it. Now, they're praying for this. The angel takes the center, fills it from fire from the altar. Anytime we see fire in the Bible, the, the symbolism of it, is holy judgment. Remember the two words, holy judgment. It is judgment that is holy. It is judgment that comes from God. 
this is fire from the altar, and then it's thrown down to earth on there. And when that happens, as it is thrown down there, we're talking about the beginning of the judgments, the the severity of the next line of judgments that's going to happen. The fire from the altar coming down. What happens is, when these, we see the symbolism of what happens. When this was thrown down to earth, there were noises, there were thunderings, there were lightnings, there were there was an earthquake, singular, an earthquake. Now think of all of these things here as I'm looking here. An earthquake, man doesn't make earthquakes in the sense that God would make an earthquake. So people would say, this is something beyond mankind. Lightning. This is something from the heavens. This is beyond mankind. This is from heaven. Thunderings, the same thing. These are all God sent. So it intimates that these noises that we see would also be of a heavenly nature. This isn't traffic noise. This isn't people stadium noise. These are noises of the celestial realm. These are noises of the supernatural. These are, these are the noises of Yahweh, which indeed would be horrifying to the rebellious. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So what are we seeing here? People are going to say, as we will see later on in Revelation chapter 11, they're going to say, this comes from God. These judgments indeed come from Now, so how will you deal with it? See, you'll, you'll see people, either they'll accept that and call for mercy or reject it in defiance. But they are all saying these things. They are realizing these things come from God. All right? So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. All right? So when they are, all of these seals have been opened one by one, and we see those seals opening up and the riders of the, the white rider followed by the red rider of destruction, the white rider of the deception of Antichrist, red rider of destruction, and the black rider of famine, and the pale rider of death. The first four, one by one, they keep coming. And we see through there the martyrs in five in chapter six, the, the judgments that are raining down. But now here's what happens. The seventh seal comes up and the end, we, we, we see a, an ending that's a bit different here. What it does is it kind of is a tripwire for the next seven trumpets that are going to come. So when we see this, we see that six opens up, seventh opens up the next seven. So we're seeing a pattern here. We're seeing some sort of a rhythm here of what's going on in God's judgment, which God alone dictates here. And when we see them, there are some Bible scholars that wonder, are these things, do they happen in a particular order? You know, because when we see one by one by one in all the seal judgments, suddenly the seven spills open, uh, the seven seal, seven trumpets, and then within those, we will then look down the line and we will see one trumpet, two trumpets, all the way down. And the seventh trumpet will then open up the bowls of judgment. Now, that could be so. That might be so. But I don't think that that's something that we really have to worry about right now. We can talk about that later on because I want to get right to what exactly happens before we run out of time here uh, in here. Now, so whether it's chronological, whether we have some sort of pattern, 
We're not going to worry about that right now, but here's what happens in verse 7. The first angel then sounds. The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. And a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. One time I had a speaking engagement at a camp in, uh, in just at the lip of the uh, National, uh, Smoky Mountains National Park. And uh, as I was going through, Gatlinburg area had had a forest fire. And in my lifetime in living down in the 30 years that I've lived in the area, I have seen two great fires that have gone through the area. This was the first of them, and it had already been extinguished. But going down the road, there was an incredible stench going across the highway and even smoke. And you looked, and the section that we went through, there were small pockets of fires that were contained, but the trees were just barren, just stripped, uh, no foliage, anything like that. It was just a very sobering thought. Moving over to the, the national park, you know, you would think it'd be all green. Well, you can imagine the shock of seeing no green. All of the grass is burned up. So we look at this and we see this. Hail and fire follows. Hail and fire. This reminds us of the, uh, the plague, uh, the, the, the hail falling down with fire in the plague in Egypt here. When we see this, is this actual blood? Well, we have a red blood color. We don't know whether this is actual blood, but it's striking in significance that it is a shocking red color here too. Uh, and so when we take a look at this, it is indeed uh, uh, something that's unnatural. It is supernatural. We don't see bloody rain coming down. Uh, here in South Carolina, or when I lived in Tennessee, or for that matter, when I lived in Pennsylvania, South Dakota, California. I do remember when there was a weird phenomenon that happened in Phoenix. I was at a local store, and it was uh, in the, uh, I think it was in November. Everybody ran out of the store because it started snowing. It just doesn't happen in Phoenix, in the valley. And it only was there for 10 minutes, but it was coming down hard, and it, none of it laid. But it was so unusual, you know, I had just moved there. I was only there for about a year. And I said to the cashier, because everybody, it, it was like there was a bomb threat. I was just totally thrown by this. And I said to the cashier, I said, I take it. This is the understatement of the year, but this doesn't happen around here. She said, honey, I've lived here for 28 years. This is the first time I've ever seen it at this time of the year or in this significant, you know, fall. So when things come out of the sky, we, you know, even in the natural phenomenon, it just shocks everybody. Well, what would happen if you had hail, you know, and mingled with fire and, 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 and a bloody appearance here? It is traumatizing to the populace. But because of this, this is not just to intimidate by sight. There's actual action. The hail and fire comes down and does its dastardly work. A third of the trees were burned up. One third of the trees, the vegetation, in the entire globe is destroyed. A third of the trees are burned up. The grass is all gone. Now, how would this happen? You know, in, in what way, in what detail? Oh, I couldn't tell you. The one thing I can tell you is there will be a, a, a realistic understanding that God is the author of all of this, that people will turn back 
in whatever way they will accept or reject him, that's up to them. It's each individual as we all are. We don't get saved by nations. We don't get saved by hemispheres. People aren't automatically given acceptance or condemnation by continents. Every individual makes up his or her mind, and that's what happens here, the understanding that God has brought this to. Now, when we see this, we will see, we will be reminded of this, you know, and, and when we take a look at all of these wonder, wondrous events in Revelation, we'll see they indeed come from God. And may I conclude with that right now as we go into uh, and, and prepare for our next uh, study as we go into through Revelation that these judgments are to remind every man and woman on the planet that these come from God. There is a God. He is a loving God. His everlasting love is available to anybody, as it says in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3, I've loved you with an everlasting love. And people chose to reject that, and yet the love is still there, but it's not stupid. He is not this non-thinking deity who says you can do whatever you want, and you've got an automatic uh, path to heaven. It doesn't happen that way. There is, as we know, as with parents, there need to be, there needs to be a punishment when there is rebellion, and that's exactly what's happening here. And I remind you, the wonderful thing is that the Christians will not have to endure this. Revelation 3.10 said, Because you've been faithful in my word, I will keep you from the hour of trial which comes upon the world. A wonderful promise. My time is gone right now. I will be back in our next podcast, continuing through Revelation chapter 8. Thanks so much. Be in prayer for us if you'd like to know more about my ministry. And if you feel that you could help us out, in the new project, the exciting project of putting together uh, the, the, uh, the recording studio, uh, the film studio, which is just our barn back here. We're doing it on a budget. And boy, if this is something that you could help us out with, we'd appreciate it. If not, just keep praying for us. And that makes uh, just so much of a difference in our knowing that you would take care of us by prayer. That means so much to me. This is Brad. Thank you. And Lord willing, we will talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.